Hello, Degrassi fans, and welcome to the Degrassi Kid Podcast. Today, I am here with a guest that needs literally no introduction. I am here with my best friend, Degrassi's Annie Clark. Hello, I'm here. We're both here, thanks to me. We're both here. Only one of us is queer. Well, you never know. <laughs> Which one? Find out at the end of the podcast. <laughs> Before we got talk about literally anything, Annie, will you, in your own words, tell everyone why I have a podcast? I'd love to. I mean, it's no secret that we're best friends. It just popped into my head. Like, why does Jocelyn not have a podcast? Like, that's crazy. She knows everything about Degrassi. And I just thought now would be the perfect time ahead of the reboot. And I messaged you. And I think I said, why don't you have a podcast? Yes, that's exactly yeah. what you said. And then immediately I was like, I guess I have one now. <laughs> yeah. And honestly, I'm so impressed because you actually got on it so quick. Like I thought it was going to be the kind of thing where you were like, yeah, maybe I'll do it. I'm pretty sure you had a podcast like two weeks later. Yeah, I was ready. I, from that day, I was like, I'm doing it. <laughs> yes, And I can't believe I, I am like taking credit now because you have gotten such great feedback. And I keep saying to you, I told you because what you said back to me was, oh, I didn't think anyone would want to listen to me ramble about Degrassi. And I was like, girl, that ship has sailed. That's crazy. <laughs> you might as well lean it's in. Amazing. And then the yeah. best part, Annie's just like, I'll be on it as many times as you want to, too. Yeah. <laughs> I said, you better make a podcast. And when you do, I will be a guest. And here we are. Here we are. Oh, my God. <laughs> okay, so let's tell everybody what we're going to do today. So I think the biggest thing is we'll answer the most common question I get, which is, how did you become friends with Degrassi's Annie Clark? Best friends with Degrassi's Annie Clark. Mm -hmm. And we'll answer some questions from my Patreon page where monthly supporters of the Degrassi Kid podcast were able to leave questions for you. How does that sound? Sounds great to me. So here's the thing. Every single word you have ever said to me, I remember it. So I'm going to put oh you God. on the spot and ask you, what's your first memory of me? First memory of you was us talking on the phone. Do you actually remember that? I do. Yeah. I didn't know like oh it God. was you obviously at the time. So mm -hmm. it's funny thinking back to it. I just remember being outside of much music after a um, like interview thing that we did and someone was there and handed me the phone and said, can you talk to Jocelyn? <laughs> She's your biggest fan. And I was like, hi, Jocelyn. I can't believe you remember that phone call for context in like 2011. I won a contest to have a phone call with Annie Clark. <laughs> it was like <laughs> the first time we ever interacted with each other. And because yeah. the stars were just aligned in our favor, it was the day that Fiona's coming out episode aired. That is crazy. And didn't you say today is something? The day that this podcast goes up is the 10 year anniversary of when we first met. Now that is crazy. And we did not plan that. <laughs> I think the universe just wants us to be friends. <laughs> What's the next thing you remember about our friendship? And then the when you were an extra on Degrassi on set that day, you told me that you flew in from PEI and I was like, oh, this girl's legit. So Degrassi had an event where fans could go be an extra. And then I'm walking down the hallway and I just I know it's you because you're Annie Clark. And I literally <laughs> just went, oh, my God. And then you turned around and you're like, Jocelyn and I was like this can't I just ran into Annie Clark in the hallway yes the hallway picture was first and then you came into the hockey dressing room or whatever it was <laughs> yeah and we got to like actually hang out and we took our infamous photo together yes yeah that picture is so funny <laughs> <laughs> just my most memorable moment in life and you're like oh, what am I wearing <laughs> 
That sweater haunts me. I love it. The <laughs> next thing that happened, I got to be part of a Google Hangout for you. Wow. What did we talk about? <laughs> Everything. It was me and five other fans. And then we just rotated questions. But I loved it because like everyone would ask their questions. And then you'd be like, Jocelyn, I have to tell you something. And I felt like a rock star. It was oh, amazing. That's cute. That's how we talk now. <laughs> oh my God. You're so good. <laughs> the next thing I did not know was happening. And I was very, very excited for it. So Degrassi did a special called Degrassi It Goes There and they interviewed people from the show asking about their favorite moments or about any fan interactions and Annie decided to answer her question by saying yeah I had a fan fly from PEI to Toronto just to meet me shout out to Jocelyn we still talk on Twitter I remember that I mean no one else had any good stories like that so I figured you know having someone fly specifically to meet you and not even know a hundred percent that if they're going to meet you like pretty major. The next thing that happened after that is something that I did. I got a tattoo of my favorite quote from Degrassi. Will you give me a rendition of my favorite quote? Just for you. I'll give you this one for free. I'm in love with her and she's a girl. Oh my God. I don't know if I can keep going. That was amazing. That is the new craziest thing that like if I were interviewed now about like what's the craziest thing a fan's done now I would say oh my god tattooed <laughs> tattooed a line I said on their arm and then the second time that we meet happens and this is what I wanted to ask you about so badly do you remember the second time we met yes when I surprised you yes okay so for background I flew to Toronto for my birthday and I met Ian the publicist and he was giving me a tour and every time he told me a story I told him a story. So he was like, this is the Hollingsworth pool. And I was like, oh yeah, they used to film the LA complex here. And he was like, you should just give the tour then. Yeah. <laughs> so then he invites me to a podcast, which is going to have people who created the show, acted on the show, worked on the show. And I'm interviewed as Degrassi super fan. Annie sent me a message. What did you send me a message saying? I told you, sorry, I'm out of town. And then meanwhile, I was conspiring with Ian and I said, let's do a surprise. One thing about Ian is he is obsessed with surprises. Like every time I hang out with him, he, someone shows up as a surprise. I've been the surprise multiple times. Oh so this is one of our favorite things to do. And did I just come sit beside you or something? They were lining us up and I was beside Matt Heater, who's a writer, who's a giant and Stefan Brogren. And I remember I looked at my partner and their jaw was on the floor. And I thought, I was like, they must just be so excited for me. And then all of a sudden you're just right there. And I don't know where anyone else in that room went, but I was just like, this is Annie Clark and she is here right now. Yeah, I was so excited about that one. I take full credit for that one. You get full credit. <laughs> and I remember I said, I said, you lied to me. And you were like, I'm just a good actress. <laughs> oh, that's a good little line I had in my back pocket there. <laughs> then you sent me a birthday video. Yes, this past year. That was because of you, because you, your tweet. I said, uh, all I want for my birthday is a two minute video from Annie Clark listing her favorite things about me. She might say, can it be five minutes? But please, I don't have all day. <laughs> Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then that brings us up to now when you told me to start a podcast. So now I have a podcast and you're on it. And here we are on our 10 year anniversary, almost ahead of our 10 year anniversary. Just being best friends. Love it. And the most important person has listened to my podcast. Your mom. <laughs> I can't believe it. I always thought if I was going to become a Clark, it would be through marriage, but it might be through adoption. Oh my God. You're so right. <laughs> and speaking of people who love us, can you please share the story of your most recent fan encounter? This is how much Jocelyn is known as a fan of me, in case you didn't already know. I just moved into a house. Some people ring the doorbell, fundraising for a local hospital. I'm like, yeah, sure, I can donate. And so I'm giving my name, my information and whatever so they can process the donation. 
And I say, Annie, last name Clark. And then the girl looks at me and goes, wait, are you Annie Clark from Degrassi? And I was like, yeah. And then she starts freaking out, like almost at your level. <laughs> She's getting so excited. She's like, no, you don't understand. I'm, I'm your biggest fan. Like, I'm such a fan of you. And then she goes, well, I'm not your biggest fan. I, uh, you already have your biggest fan. Um, what's her name again? And I was like, Jocelyn. <laughs> and she was like, yes, Jocelyn, that's your biggest fan. And I was like, yeah, that's so funny. I have to tell her that you said that. <laughs> but someone literally rang my doorbell and was like, Jocelyn's your biggest fan. That, Bye. I couldn't imagine. I couldn't imagine meeting my favorite celebrity and being like, I know I'm not your number one fan, but I do love you. <laughs> That's incredible. Like, don't worry. I'm not here to steal her crown, but just know that I do love you. And then I voice noted you being like, you will never guess what just happened. Like you're a celebrity. What an amazing story to hear. Oh, I couldn't wait to tell you. <laughs> <laughs> okay. We're going to go into Patreon. Are you excited? Okay. I'm really excited. Patreon is a website where you can support your favorite content creators like me. For as little as $3 a month, you can help bring the Degrassi Kid podcast to life. And in exchange, you get some perks. My Patreon supporters were able to leave questions for Degrassi's Annie Clark, and they'll be getting access to video content from our chat today. With each future guest, those are the same perks that will be rewarded. So if you sign up today, you never know who from Degrassi you'll get to chat with. The very first question is from Tanisha, who wants to know, will you be back for the reboot? Oh... That's the burning question that everyone wants to know, Tanisha. <laughs> um, TBD? <laughs> okay. I mean, let's just say as of now, no. <laughs> I'm not like hiding information, but you never know. They're in pre-production. I've heard some rumblings of some other things, not necessarily to do with me, that are interesting about potentially someone being back. I mean, obviously, I would love to be involved in some way, but right now, I don't think, uh, I don't think so. But you never know. Oh my God, look at you go. You're so good at this. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay, Ashley wants to know, when was the moment you realized being part of Degrassi was going to change your life? Oh my gosh. I mean, pretty early on because I was already a Degrassi fan, like not your level. <laughs> Every time it was on TV, I would watch it. Before I got cast, I was watching it and I had just started acting. And I said to my mom, I'm going to be on this show someday. And she was like, okay. And that was only in season eight. So I turned that dream into a reality real quick. That year, like 2008, I got some of the box sets and I was like, I got back into Degrassi randomly and like still not knowing that I was going to be on it. Since I was acting and I was their age, I was sort of like, oh, I see this in a, you know, in a different light now. And I want to go back and watch the ones that I haven't seen. So then I watched all of them from the beginning and then I was on the show. So I knew what a big deal it was when I got cast on the show, you know, coming into a show that already has such a fan base. Like I had seen how some of these Degrassi actors had gotten famous before me and also, but I was always doing like acting classes and whatever. So I went to this performing art summer camp thing and I was in one of my classes with Jake Goldsby who played... Toby. Toby. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he was in one of my class. I was like nine. So he was a few years older than me. But like that was celeb status. Like I was like, I am in acting class with Jake Goldsby. I have made it. <laughs> so, you know, I always kind of knew like Degrassi has always had this lore. So I knew exactly what I was getting into. And I couldn't believe it. And I think I was just a little worried my first season because I didn't know exactly how long I was going to be there. And then when Landon, who played my twin brother Declan, 
was leaving, I thought that I was going to have to leave too. So I was really scared. And so I think coming in in season 10, when I had two back to back A plots, I was like, okay, this is like, that was a, a second life changing moment for me. Cause I was like, oh, I am a, a character in this show. <laughs> that was a good question. So I wanted to ask you because when you first auditioned, you didn't actually audition specifically for Degrassi, right? Just with Epitome. Yeah. And what was this other project that you auditioned for? It was called St. Bridget's Medical. I think it's what ended up being Open Heart. Oh, cool. Like, but a different iteration. Mm -hmm. I was on a school trip, uh, like, outside of Montreal. And my agent called me and said, she has to come back. Like, I was in normal high school on, like, a drama trip. He was like, this is a big audition. She needs to come back. He put the choice to me, but I was like, what am I going to do? Be in my high school drama trip or come down for a potentially life-changing audition? I'm going to go with the latter. So my mom, another reason why she's the best, I took a bus by myself from Lenoxville to Montreal and my mom drove from Toronto to Montreal to pick me up. Oh my God. And bring me home for the audition. I had just gotten there. And my agent always told that story to other parents when they when their kids were signing. They were like, I had a mom drive all the way to Montreal to bring her daughter to an audition. Oh my God. And then I auditioned with Landon, to, like a chemistry read. I remember it so clearly. It was in the room where we did all of our read-throughs and everything. And so they put me in with Landon. And I remember in the audition, they said, oh, you guys look like you could be brother and sister or twins even. <laughs> And we looked and I remember being like, shit, because that's not what you want to hear when you're playing boyfriend and girlfriend, because then you're like, well, it's me or you, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't matter if we have good chemistry because they're not going to put us together. So I was kind of like, oh, crap. The audition went OK and whatever. And then I, I didn't hear anything. So I was so sad. I was so pissed that I came back. I actually heard that Landon did get the part. So he beat me. Mm -hmm. And then months went by. And then my agent called me and said, yeah, uh, they want to see you because there's a role for you on Degrassi. And I was like, I didn't audition though. How is there a role for me? And I went in to meet them again and Landon was there again. And that's when they said, you guys are going to play twins. And fun fact, my character's name is going to be Regan. Ooh. Oh <laughs> my God. Let me get in the tea on this podcast. Sarah J wants to know if you could play any character on any Degrassi series, who would you choose? Ooh, love that question. Okay. Well, I know I actually was going to message you after one of, I forget which episodes of your podcast, but Ellie was my favorite character. I did not know that. Before Fiona. <laughs> yeah, I loved Ellie and Craig. I don't know if you know this about me. I had the biggest crush on Jake Epstein. So I would want to be Ellie because I mean, uh, I want to kiss. Oh my God. That's so funny. I love yeah, that. I want to kiss Jake Epstein. <laughs> Pretty much what Ian did for you to meet me, Ian would do that for oh me anytime Jake Epstein was somewhere. Like he would, we went to see some of the plays he was in and Ian would always be like, come backstage. Oh, oh this God. is Annie. And he's like, oh, hi. And I, like, I mean, I'm not that fan level. And like, he definitely, I don't think he knows who I am, but uh, I definitely was fangirling when I was on the show. <laughs> and also from watching it, like Craig was my favorite. I loved Craig and Ellie. Like, you should have seen me when I was first on the show, Degrassi Goes Hollywood was just airing as we were shooting season nine. And I remember they invited me to the premiere of that. So I was like, this is crazy. I had just started working there. So 
to see the Degrassi people was so cool. All of the new people were watching it too, but I was the only one who cared. And I screamed at that airport moment <laughs> because I was actually so excited and everyone was like, cool, okay, oh we're watching God. this movie. And I was like, this is major. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. I get it. I get it. I would absolutely lose my freaking mind. Oh my God. Uh, yeah. That's so exciting. Oh. <laughs> I forgot about that. You're like really taking me back with all of these questions. You have really good subscribers. DP2099 wants to know, as Fiona evolved as a character over her 150 episodes, did you have any input into how she was written? Hmm. I wouldn't say I had input, but it's it was not like it was difficult to play her. So I, there has got to be some sort of overlap there. The writers, as you know, the writers kind of like end up molding the character to you I mean not like the stuff not the plot lines really as it was Mm -hmm. with Joey Jeremiah with the car thing oh my god I love that you're showing off that you listen to my podcast that was a good question these are really good questions Brittany Brown wants to know what is something you learned on the set of Degrassi that you've carried with you to other projects having that job so young I feel like it just taught me so much about life honestly and how to have a job and how to work with adults and how to, obviously I have all these amazing friendships with people, but like how to sort of separate that and know when it's time to work and when it's time. Like I really learned how to be professional on that set. Um, And they just treated us so well. Like they really treated us like their kids. It was really a family environment and they didn't treat us like, I don't know. I've been on some sets now where it's very like, they treat you like you're like an A-lister and this is no shade to them, but like they treat us normally. And I think that is why there's so many great people to come out of the show because nothing was going to our heads, you know? Cause they, they didn't treat it. They just treat us like we all just were a big group working together. There was no one above anyone, which I think was such a great first, like first real working environment because I feel like I've carried that now going forward on other sets. That's amazing. I never considered that perspective because I love to analyze Degrassi, yeah. like, the effect that it's had on actors and like that kind of stuff. And I've never even considered that. Ben wants to know, which characters do you wish Fiona was friends with or had more scenes with? Oh, I love that question. Cause we used to always say like, I feel like a lot of us would be like, oh, I wish we got to work together. You know what? Sad, but Jamil is a definitely a, uh, someone I wish I could have Mm -hmm. had a lot more scenes with because those like I mean I said this in my post about it or I even posted the picture of us at the juice place but we had so much fun on that episode and I thought it was so cute seeing Dave and Fiona together like such a random pairing I love that they even thought to put us together oh my god and we just had so much fun I feel like we had good chemistry And it was kind of like after that, I figured, well, I probably won't have any more scenes with Jamil. So I feel really lucky that I did get to have that time. Like, obviously, we hung out outside of it. But I do really wish that I could have had more scenes with him. He was such a talent, too. Like, he just had such good timing. And yeah, I just look at his, his episodes so differently. Like, whenever I see it on TV, I always watch his episodes. And I'm looking at it so differently, being like, oh, I... He was so oh good. Oh my god! So that's that's definitely one. Steven has a question for you. Did playing Fiona teach you anything about yourself? Hmm. Fiona taught me a lot about what not to do. Good, good. <laughs> as I think a lot of Degrassi characters do. 
I don't actually think that Fiona and I are alike at all. Mm -hmm. I would agree. And if people ask me that question a lot, I just don't, I think like pretty much in every way we're not, Mm -hmm. um, which was pretty cool because I like to think that like her generosity, Uh, maybe. Yeah. (laughs) I'd like to think that if I were, yeah. And I'd like to think that if I were rich, I would be as like, here's a new kidney loose with treating my (laughs) friends. (laughs) And honestly, when I was a little bit rich for a teenager after being on Degrassi, not anymore, but at the time (laughs) I was really into treating my friends and stuff. And I feel like maybe that was a little bit of Fiona being like, all right, I got a treat. If you got it, you should treat your friends. (laughs) That is so cute. What a good ideology to have. I love that. (laughs) This next question comes from Evie and it's one that I've actually been very eager to talk to you about. It's the question is, when did you find out that Fiona was gay? I found out that Fiona was gay in the read through of that episode. And I might have, you might have known this story too. Always before something like in read throughs, no one knows what's going to happen at all. None of us know what's about to happen. And we all are literally reading it out loud and making it so like as we're reading it. And then we have a big conversation about it, which was really cool that they involved us like They would ask us, what do you think about this? And we were totally free to be like, oh, this doesn't make sense. Or I think Mm -hmm. they would say it more like this or whatever. So, you know, in your past episodes, when you were talking about how they really cared about what real kids were thinking, Mm -hmm. they still do, which is cool. So I knew that the only time you get information before a read through is if your character is going to die. So that's what I had heard that had been like, it's not like even said that to me but it's like that was the sort of word on the street it's like that's the only time they tell mm-hmm. you because they just want to prepare you and they're like by the way you're not on the show anymore maybe yeah and usually that's a, a conversation beforehand so I guess maybe with some plot lines and I just didn't know this they if your character is going to have a huge change then they decide to do that as well but I didn't know that I had only heard about death <laughs> I get to the read through see all my friends I sit down look at my script and then we're about to start and we're about to turn the page. And then Linda stops the meeting and goes, Oh, um, Annie, can I speak to you for a second outside? And I was like, Oh my God. I did not know this. Yes, I did not know this. And I was like, that's it. I'm dying randomly in this episode. And so I'm so nervous. I'm like already (laughs) sad. And then we just go outside of the room and she's like, okay, so yeah, I meant I wanted to talk to you about this before, but um, yeah, this in this episode, Fiona like is discovering her sexuality and she comes out uh, as a lesbian. And I was like, oh, okay, great. Oh my God. She scared me. I thought, and she was like, oh, I just wanted to like, I meant to talk to you about it before, but I just wanted to make sure you're comfortable with that. I was like, yeah, I don't care. Like, oh my God. You're like two minutes ago, I was dead. Like, this is fine. <laughs> Yeah, I was like, oh my God, that's, that's amazing. I'm like, I'm going to have a great, um, like, great plot line now. I <laughs> oh was so God. relieved. And then, so that was the only time, like, I think in, in those seasons where I got to kind of hear before everyone else what was about to happen. So it was actually really exciting that's for me. Insane. I did not know that story because I always wanted to ask you that because two weeks ago, I broke down how I related to Fiona and how she came out of the closet. And in mm. season nine, she is like the gayest character on that show. Yeah. And I didn't notice, I didn't notice all of that stuff either. When you were, when you were like actually going through the timeline, I was like, I didn't even know all of these Easter eggs or all of these little hints. Yeah. 
But Linda said in an interview, I was, I was reading an interview that she did that they did not intend Fiona to be gay until season 10, until they were contemplating her character. But if you watch season nine, she's so gay. Like, what was the other option? Like, what else could she have become if it wasn't gay? <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, asexual, maybe. Ooh, actually, yeah, that would be a really good one. Yeah, or they could have really, they could have really um, fleshed out the incest storyline and gone full. Oh, yes. Weird. Yes. <laughs> My second favorite storyline. I love that storyline. <laughs> yes, yes. We don't talk about that. <laughs> that's, that's not why she's my favorite. <laughs> Definitely not. The very last question that I have, I actually love this person. This person, I found out about them on one of my TikTok lives. Their name is Nikki Petter, and they are a high school teacher that incorporates Degrassi into their lessons. Isn't that so cool? Oh my gosh, Nikki. I, think I that's love amazing. that. That's very Linda. Very Linda. I know. I'm like, I want your job. She would be so proud. Yes. Right. Yeah. She wants to know, is there a specific episode topic moment that you think is important or valuable for t- her teenagers in class to see? Oh, yeah. Like all of them. <laughs> Maybe not the twin sis. Um, <laughs> Let's leave that one out. Kind of a dark. Well, they're all kind of dark, but like texting and driving. We don't like that. I'm actually like, it's so sad that it was Adam. That is a good one. That I think is something that they could cover in the new one, Mm -hmm. because I don't think that's talked about enough. Like, I feel like people have in their minds now, like kids these days and, and our generation, even it's like drinking and driving. It's like, we know that's bad. That's a very like across the board. We're fine to tell our friends, like, don't, but I think texting and driving is still really not taken very seriously so I don't know that's one and I feel like I was thinking of kids today and their phones and learning to drive and stuff yeah something that's interesting wasn't even my in my seasons and I can't say that I kept up with Degrassi as much after I was gone but I know that you were talking about in one of your episodes Sarah Fisher's character being like super Christian and then having feelings for Adam and that I don't know where Nikki you're located but I feel like that's kind of an interesting one for the polarizing times we find ourselves in you know like people are either on one side or the other side and I feel like it was cool the way Sarah's character sort of was raised one way and then came to school and sort of Mm -hmm. had her eyes open to other ways of thinking I think that would be really important for kids today to learn about because I feel like everything we're getting from the news is like you're either on this side or this side and not enough listening to one another and Mm -hmm. changing maybe being open to changing your mind you are so good at this oh my god that was a great answer (laughs) that was amazing I also love every time you've answered a question and referenced my podcast what a validating feeling that's amazing I did my research (laughs) I have myself one question before (laughs) I'm gonna let you go but when you okay. when you were saying the lines, I'm in love with her and she's a girl, did you know that you were going to become a gay icon? I did not. I really <laughs> did not. Um, I'm honored that I am. If we can call me a gay icon, I love it. We can. We can. Um, you know, I did go to the GLAAD Awards twice, <laughs> which I felt very honored by. They invited me. You're an ally. Yeah. No, I had no idea what this was going to turn into. I mean, like, like I told you, I didn't even know before the read through and I didn't know what, what was coming at all. Um, Charlotte and I still always laugh about that scene where I kiss her and I grab her shoulders. We just think that is so funny the way I grab her shoulders. Like it's so 
non-sexual the way I kiss her it's yeah so, like it's cute you know it's like she doesn't even know it's it's such a friendship kiss yeah and I kind of love I loved that like I get why you like chasing pavement so much because I love how Holly J handles everything you know she's amazing doesn't change our friendship I love how Fiona comes out to Anya like that was also one of my favorite scenes because I've always said this about Degrassi and I think you've probably said this too like they're so good at making their characters be well-rounded it's like Mm -hmm. she's gay and she's this and she's directing the play and whatever it's not like oh we've brought in a person to be gay and everything's about them being gay it's like no they're just a kid living their life in high school also they're gay also (laughs) yeah they're dealing with alcoholism or whatever it is but I that was just so exemplified in that scene with Holly J and Anya where Charlotte like Holly J makes a comment and then Anya's like what and I'm like oh I'm gay by the way and she's like okay cool and then it's just moving right along I just I love how they how they wrote it they just wrote Fiona to be so dynamic and every day or like every read through was like what is this girl getting up to now? And it was like so <laughs> exciting. Like I wouldn't have wanted to play any other character. Oh my God. What a great answer. And that that episode brought us here to the Degrassi Kid podcast. It's full circle. Isn't that it's amazing? Full circle. I can't wait to come back. I can't wait to have you back. I have about 50,000 more questions that I want to ask you myself. Oh, great. And we also <laughs> spent a good hour and a half on the timeline of our friendship. <laughs> that was mostly for me. I don't know if anyone will want to listen to that, but I'm like, this. I'm going to listen to it all over again every day. Every time I'm going for a walk, I'm going to be like, I'm going to listen to this. <laughs> Let's listen to the timeline. Let's lay it all out. Well, no, this has been so fun. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you for thinking of me to start a podcast because now my life is completely different. Yeah, I'm so glad. And every review and positive comment I I see, I'm like, yeah, I told you. (laughs) It makes the most sense ever. And I feel like by the time the reboot comes around, you're going to be famous. I'm going to be famous. Oh my God. Thank you so much, Annie. (laughs) I really, really appreciate it. Thank you. So nice seeing you. Bye. It was good. Kisses bye. Okay, kisses bye. (laughs) 